0: Welcome everyone once again to this week's edition of the Rich Corey Yanks podcast with Rich and Bill. This week's season four episode number three, 98th overall edition, two more till we get to 100. We talk about all the injury news, the Yankees having some bad luck behind the backstop with two catchers having injuries. The fifth starting rotation spot is up for grass between Domingo Herman and Clark Schmidt. The boys chime in on that. The Pirates and Orioles have an interesting finish to their spring training game. We talk about the new rules, a possible MLB expansion. We've got some great trivia. All of that more on this week's edition of the Rich Gray podcast right now.
1: Rick Vaughn gets the starting call today. We're told he matured a lot over the winter. Apparently, he's bathing now. Congratulations, Rick. As you know, Monty Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches, the Eliminator and the Humiliator, to complement his fastball, the Terminator. I heard that. Dynamite drop-in, Monty. That broadcast school has really paid off.
0: Finally, after some technical difficulties, it is the Rich Quatings Podcast with Rich and Dill. Dylan, how are you? Thank you for holding in. I had some uh, technical snafus today, but we're good to go. I'm Dylan, am freshly how- showered. How freshly showered and watching the Ranger game in real time. Yes. Dylan, update. We're having up, a late update, night special. Uh, update. The, yes, a late night show because of uh, some scheduling issue. But Dylan, update the fans on uh Kane's first game. Oh, what's, what's going on in the Ranger game? It was a quick Uh,
2: video. it's the first period. Okay. Uh 11 minutes 50 seconds to go. The Senators who they're playing were on a power play and they scored a shorthanded goal, so it's currently 1-0. And
0: that was your up to the minute NHL update on the rich cranks podcast so yes I don't think we've ever recorded at night have we done I think this might be the first night all
2: right yeah all
0: right. all right so here we go guys it is episode number three of season four 98th episode Dylan we are two episodes away from 100 sir two episodes away from 100
2: that's that a hundred since I joined
0: no that's that's 100 total that's Um, 100 total yes but that's still that's that's i feel
2: like we've been going a long time is that a bad thing
0: no that's good i mean we've we've been we've been rocking and rolling that's good but um i don't know what we got to do for the 100th like i feel like maybe we should time the 100th with opening day like kind of make it the first week of the season
2: so we're gonna hold out
0: well i mean really what do we got to opening day how many weeks we're doing a show today. It's I saw a thing. There's 2nd. 20
2: 28 days because it was Josh Donaldson's number that they posted. 28 yes. days from. So I guess
0: we won't be able to do that. So we'll have to do it. We'll have to do it. Maybe we'll do like um, a, a season preview or something like that. We'll have to do something special, or we'll look back at uh, the best moments of uh, or the worst moments. Maybe you know what? I got an idea. Not to not to talk about the production of the show on the actual podcast. Maybe we'll do the best up and ends from the last year. The best okay. insults and uh, the best wears dills or something. We'll do a best of or something like that.
2: So. You have them all archived. I've every show on?
0: archived. Yes, I do. Um, okay. Now going back and actually looking at them is is a lot of work. But anyway. Um. All right. So anyway, let's get to the show, guys. Um. Your audio this week is going to be Aaron Judge. Uh. You know they do these interviews during spring training during the game. So Aaron Judge talked a little bit in between. Um. You know when he got his couple at bats and he went in the dugout. Uh, it was pretty funny i'm sure you guys have seen it but uh he uh they, meredith wasn't ready for him yet he just picked up the headset and started talking to michael k and the yes, guys in i the saw booth. That. yeah pretty interesting so but he had some good comments once he got down to it and um so that's your one audio clip and the other one is a, a breakdown of the mlb network you know they do 30 clubs in 30 days or whatever it is. So they spent the day in Yankee camp. So you get a little bit of that. You hear from Boone, you hear from some of the guys. So that's your audio clips. Before we get to our topics, breaking news, catcher Ben Dillon. Say your last name. Ben big Ben Roadvert. Roadvert had surgery to address an aneurysm in his shoulder. He'll have no baseball activities for one month. So no Big Ben. Which That's is a un- big letdown. It's, it's unfortunate because, you know, I was calling for him to possibly replace Higgy as the backup. Um, with Higgy going to the World Baseball Classic, at the very least, he was going to see a lot of reps. Yeah. So that that is a big deal for him. Um, he's shut down for basically the rest of spring training. And the other catcher, our, our prize uh, prospect, Austin Wells, has a fractured rib and he'll miss the rest of spring training. So with Hickey gone, you got Trevino and a bunch of guys who are not going to make the roster basically catching most of spring training for us. So I guess it's a good opportunity for somebody to get looks at somebody else. But unfortunately, it kind of meant, I don't know. I, I feel kind of weird about not having a catcher, that, that crucial position in camp for that long. So I don't know. I just, again, I don't want to get on my bandwagon about the WBC, but it is what it is. I'm just, you know, whatever. Um, All right, that being said, let's get to our topics today. We got a lot to talk about today. The first topic I want to talk about Dylan was did you see the Pirates and the Orioles finish the end of their game with no uh, umpires? Yes. That, I, I don't. Thought... Know who
2: was calling the strikes though at the end?
0: It sounded to tell. me. It sounded to me like it was the catcher. The, like catcher. the catcher calling balls and strikes, just like ah, that's outside, it does a ball or whatever, or something like that. But I just thought it was pretty. First, number one, why couldn't the umps just finish the game? Yeah. Like I don't get that at all. Like I, I know,
2: get, I get that it's hot,
0: you know. I, maybe, maybe it's a union thing. Like maybe they're not allowed. Maybe it's like some kind of union rule. But like, I mean, dude, it was three outs. Like you couldn't stay there for another fucking... Yeah. Thing. And the way that these games are going with the speed, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But like, you couldn't have just hung out for another fucking 10 minutes. Like I don't. I, I, it seems really shitty to me to do, but it was fun. To, you know what it showed me? And I've been railing in this for a while. I, I've been railing on the fact that we don't need umpires on the field at all. And I'm a big proponent of that. I do not think we need a physical umpire on the field. I think once we have a robot strike zone, which is like, I think next year, once that gets perfected and we have that, I think you will have nothing but an umpire upstairs in the video replay booth, just watching every play. And what he'll do is he'll do a buzzer or something like that. Or maybe there'll be one umpire on the field, but not behind home plate. He'll be off on the first base side. And what'll happen is they will literally review every play. Every play. Balls and strikes, we're not going to have anything to argue about because it's automated. It is what it is. But say there's a play on the field that they feel that was incorrect or was too close or whatever happens. The the guy will buzz down from upstairs, kind of like in football, and be like, hey, we're looking at that. Give me a second. Okay, it's good. It's not or something like that. But I don't think you I shouldn't say that. When I say no umpires on the field, I mean none behind home plate. You'll still need one or two on the field. But I think we're getting to that point where you don't really need. What are they there for? I mean, right now. They bring out
2: the guy with the big monitor on his chest and like the little (laughs) thing that they put over their head. Yes,
0: but honestly, guy, you don't even like football doesn't do that. Did you see what football did this year? Football was basically, you wouldn't even know there's a replay going on. They're watching every single play because it's in real time. Look, me and you watching a replay. There's a close play at first base. The umpire calls him out. By the time the player is jogging back to the dugout, we've seen six replays already in HD. Me and you both know if he was safe or out. So there's no reason that they couldn't have one umpire up in the booth watching every single play and he could, you wouldn't even need to challenge, the play would be addressed and it would be corrected, the umpire would hold his hand up and they be like, hold on, we're looking at that play, he'd get on his little mic thing, and so just like a football, press his belt and be like, hey, we're looking at that play, okay, the play's been overturned, and you don't ever need to challenge anything. Like it's just ridiculous that we have to look in the dugout and watch the umpire put his arms to his ears. I mean, watch the coach be one minute, one minute. We want to look at it. Like stop, it's just stupid. Like just do it. Anyway, I know I went off on a rant there. Sounds
2: like a good job though to be the guy uh, upstairs. I mean, I,
0: I mean, if it wasn't for all these new rules this year, with you know, which actually puts a lot in the umpire's hands, where they have discretion to, you know, is this guy stalling? Is this guy doing that? And, you know, so. Anyway, it is what it is. Um, I just thought it was interesting to watch the game with no umps. It kind of reminded me of the COVID year when we had no fans. And I first saw one mm-hmm. of those games with nobody in there. And you could hear literally all the action that was going on. You would hear the guys chirping from dugout to dugout. I thought it was pretty interesting. But what are you Speaking about the uh, new rules and stuff, Dylan, what has been your take on the new rules thus far?
2: I see it's- that, you know, it's obvious how, how it speeds up the game. And it almost seems like it it works both positive and negative for both sides, pitcher and batter. Um and it's gonna take a while for them to get adjusted to. Did you see uh, did
0: you watch any of today's game? We're recording this on uh, Thursday. So they played I could not because
2: today. because it was not on yes and it was blacked out.
0: Okay, so I, I watched it today. Fucking Wandy Peralta. Struck out Struck uh, someone out In 20 O'Neil seconds Cruz. I saw in that In 20 seconds He got up And, and my son was over So we're, we're standing there Just kind of talking Watching the game In the background And I had pointed out O'Neal Cruz to him I was trying to explain to him Look this kid's This kid's a giant Like for a shortstop, He's really tall I was telling yeah. him The whole fact That he was named After Paul O'Neill, All that good stuff And you know My son doesn't really Give a shit He's like uh, Yeah whatever dad And um <laughs> But I was like I was like They got this new pitch clock And before I could Get the words out He was gone He was struck out And I was like that's. That's incredibly fast. Like they we're gonna have an under two hour game this year. I'm telling you. We're yeah. gonna have we're gonna have like an hour fifty two minute game this year and it's gonna be crazy. Like it's just unbelievable. I love it. Like I'm used to it already. Like now the one thing I will say is that I've heard that MLB is coming up with a specific bug that's gonna go in the corner of all their like where their scores and pitch counts are, whatever. They don't really have that right now. So right now basically some teams, some broadcasts are just like highlighting an actual separate camera on the on the stadium clock. That's not the way it's going to be. It's going to be literally like the 24 second clock in football where there's going to be a little thing in the bug under the score. Or so a shot you, clock. So like in, see. Yeah, in exactly. Basketball. It, it'll be very similar to that. So once I get that thing, listen, I love the pace of play. I think it's fast. I think it's good. Um, all these all the Yankee games that I've watched this year have been under three hours, every single one. So I think it's been two and a half, two and a half, and 215 or something that I've seen so far. So I think it's great. Um, and then on Hon- that. Honestly, but, though, Yeah.
2: Uh, sorry to cut you off. No, but it's okay. A good idea, like, you know how on the back of the mound now they have sponsors? Yes. Put it on the back oh, of the mound. Oh, there you
0: go. Because they, those are just fake anyway. Right? Those are just in yeah. computer graphics. Yeah, just put yeah. the dock right there. Yeah, that's a good idea. They do that
2: with basketball. They put it in the key. Right in the key,
0: yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, I I like the rules. I think the stolen bases have been great. I think people are running more. Not only that, I've seen myself watching the games this year. I've watched every single game. I would say at least eight hits so far that would have been taken away from the shift have been hits. Aaron Hicks has got Mm -hmm. at least three singles this year that would have been outs. you know, that just went right up the middle or went right back where there would have been a fielder last year just standing there. So I like it more. It's, it's, it's more exciting. It's more action. It's exactly what they wanted. And there's going to be some snafu. There's going to be some problems with it, but they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. All right. So another thing I want to talk to you about um, was possible expansion. And there's a list that came out from that was leaked from MLB. I don't know how credible the source is, but uh, about possible expansion. I know MLB has been talking about adding two teams for a while now. Um, and the possible cities that are on the list for expansion, I'll read them off to you. The possible best destinations are Las Vegas, San Juan, Puerto Rico, Nashville, Tennessee, Charlotte, North Carolina, Austin, Texas, New Orleans, Louisiana, Montreal, Canada, Portland, Oregon, OKC, and Indianapolis. Dylan, so, out of those cities that I just named, where would you like to see two teams? What do you think?
2: Two teams. So I have to pick two?
0: Well yeah, because they, they're gonna they're gonna add two. They have to. Um the even or odds are.
2: So I would like to see another Canada team.
0: Montreal. Oh my god. I think It'd that's be, cool. It would, it would, to be, branch it would, out. A National League Canadian team would be amazing. Yes. I agree. Bring back but, the Expos.
2: Exactly. But a Puerto Rican team actually sounds pretty cool too. Baseball's so huge down there. there.
0: That's my other That's my other choice. I would like to get maybe one of these Caribbean type style teams in there. You know, yeah. The other place that I was going to say would be the Dominican Republic, but I don't think that's feasible just that's because too of sketchy. the, way the country, yeah the country <laughs> is set up. Puerto Rico is essentially a territory of the U.S., so and yeah. baseball's got a huge history there. I think if I had to guess, the two cities that I would pick would probably be Vegas and Montreal. I would say yeah. they'd get to get the teams because just because of the guaranteed fans. Like Las Vegas has been doing great with hockey and football now. Um, basketball would be right around the corner. And Montreal would be an instant sellout. So if I had to guess, I would say those are the two teams that would get something first. But um, again, I think expansion's good. I mean, it does water down the league a little bit, but it's more opportunities for players. It's more um, jobs out there. So um, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I mean, I can't believe it's been the last expansion was what? The Marlins and the Rays, right? And that's, that's almost... That's, gonna that's be pushing, before my time. That's going to be pushing 30 years soon. Yeah, it's 20-plus 20, yeah. 20 years uh, of since they came in the league. So, and, well, those franchises – you know what? Now that I think about it, both of those franchises have been pretty shitty with the exception, I guess, the Marlins, what, two championships? So, eh, I guess I shouldn't say that. I, I guess I just maybe – let's just say the area hasn't been great for baseball, South Florida. And I can tell you that firsthand because I'm here. <laughs> it, it blows. They just – they just The Tropicana
2: kind of- shopping mall?
0: Oh, they don't know how to respect it. Let's see. Well, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Anyway, um, what else did we want to talk about? Oh, I skipped something here. So, Domingo Herman and Clark Schmidt, both competing for the fifth uh, s- uh, spot in the rotation. Both have looked really good. Herman mm-hmm. looked good the other day. Schmidt's looked good in two, um, uh, uh, two appearances. I got a chance to see him pitch live, BP in person, and they both look really good. Out of the two, Dylan, who do you think, not assuming that we don't know what they're going to, assuming they both pitch this way for the rest of the spring. Which one you think would be more suited for the bullpen, and who would you like to see as the fifth starter?
2: Uh, I just see Herman as the fifth starter right now because he has more experience starting, and Clark Schmidt has more experience coming from the pen. It just just makes sense to me that way. But um, the way Clark Schmidt has been pitching, it's it's definitely viable to have him as the number five guy right now. So he
0: can, he's capable of doing it. He's absolutely. I capable could see of it going either it.
2: way, but the way I see it is Herman gets to... The fifth starter position. It's a to long relief.
0: I tend to agree with you, just because Herman has way more experience starting, as far as actual games. I don't think Schmidt started but a handful of games. Not that he can't do it, but um, we'll see. Yeah, I think. I think. Plus, I think he was very effective in the bullpen last year. So I think he'd be a very good long man. So all right. So uh, before we take a quick break here, let me get to the this date in baseball history. 1969, Dylan, you you're, you remember 1969, right? Yeah, like it was yesterday. <laughs> Mickey Mantle retires. He ends his career with 2,415 hits and 536 home runs um, in 18 years, all with the New York Yankees, numbers that have certainly been higher, if not for persistent knee injuries. Now, have you heard the story about how he hurt his knee, though? I did not. So Mickey Mantle hurt his knee. He came up, uh, Joe DiMaggio was playing the outfield with him. The great He was the great Joe DiMaggio. He was like a god back then. He was the Derek Jeter before Derek Jeter. Mickey mm-hmm. Mano comes up, he's a kid. Um, the coach tells um, Mickey Mano before the game, he goes, look, the old man can't get to all the balls anymore, so anything you can get to, you need to get to in the outfield. I think I think Mano was playing right at the time. Um, maybe left, I don't know, but somebody will correct me, but anyway. Uh, High fly ball in the gap. Mantle goes to run for it, and at the last minute he hears Joe DiMaggio, yell, I got it, I got it. So Mantle stops short and and catches his foot in a drain in the outfield and blows his knee up, and that was his rookie year. And he was never the same again, so he put up all those numbers with basically an exploded knee. Um, for the rest of his career. Now listen, he was a big partier and he was an alcoholic and all this other good stuff, starting fights at night at clubs with Billy Martin and shit. So he lived pretty fast too. He didn't take care of himself either. But um, yeah, it just, it just so happened that he uh, blew out his knee rookie year trying to be, you know, trying to make way for Joe DiMaggio. So, but anyway, Mickey Mantle, 1969, retired, still a great Yankee. So Right, not so, to
2: not to so, you know take away uh, from Mickey Mantle, but yeah, back so I, then I, I just it, called him a
0: drunk. Like, go ahead. I know, I know. But
3: yeah.
2: uh, but back this. then it wasn't that much of a physical game as it is now. So you could get away with that kind of stuff. Now it's completely different. It's so
0: funny you say that because I was listening to um, somebody talk about, uh, I forget one of the commentators and they were talking about how spring training used to be legit to get ready for the season. Like these guys didn't touch a baseball all off season. They went work like jobs, like stores or car dealerships. So they had spring training was this long so that they could get in shape. Now they said the average player maybe takes two or three weeks off at the end of the year, maybe. And then they're right back at it, like you know, literally right back at it. So, um, before we take the first break, also I wanted to mention Volpe. He had a big home run, his first at bat today again. Um, He's looked really solid. He's looked really solid. Um, I know guys are all excited, everybody's pumped up for it, and everybody's like, great, we can get rid of Donaldson, we can get rid of IKF. I still don't think he starts the club on the uh, the season on the big club. I'm sorry, guys. I don't think. I think I think Faraz is your starting shortstop opening day. I think IKF is on the bench opening day. And I think they start using IKF as like a super utility guy, kind of like DJ LeMahieu. I even think you'll see IKF in the outfield a little bit, if I had to guess. But um, he's looking or catching.
2: Think about that. We need an extra catcher. You know what?
0: That's a freaking very valid point, sir. He is a catcher, too. Yeah. Listen, my point was, guys, don't rush Volpe. Yeah, he looks good, but... Do we really need him up here right now in, in March and April or do we want him to get seasoned down in AAA and come up when he's ready? I've told everybody you've, done, you've heard me say it at the All-Star break. If we're still struggling, we're not getting a production we need out of Short and he's raking down in AAA, they'll bring him up to trade deadline and they'll move IKF or somebody else or if, God forbid, they can get rid of Donaldson. So, mm-hmm. All right, so listen, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back with you guys. Do not go too far. Um, we got lots to do, we got trivia, we got mailbag, what's bothering Dylan, the up and in, all that good stuff. We'll be back right after this quick break. Welcome back, boys and girls. Children, all that good stuff. We're back with the Rich and Doe. Seems very weird. Too. In case you guys don't know, I can tell you this in advance: there will not be a video version of this week's podcast. I'm having all kinds of technical issues here, but um, and we'll get that fixed up. We'll get that fixed next week. And I thank you to everybody who's been uh, listening and watching the show on YouTube and clicking on the videos and stuff that I posted. We do appreciate that. Um, and a big thank you to everybody listening to the show. I think we counted 26 countries last week with some new entries. I think it was Lebanon and Kuwait. So, uh, to go along with our favorite country, Dylan, which is? Bahran. Bahran, yes, absolutely. So, thank I'm you. I'm still waiting for, for Madagascar. Madagascar would be sweet. That would be sweet. So, um, that being said, uh, before we get to, to, to uh, Dylan, what's bothering Dylan this week, I did want to say um, as the season gets going here, we are going to bring back the Baby Bomber Report, guys. I haven't really been talking about it because there's no Baby Bombers, really. Most of them are up with the team. But, uh, you know, Volpe looks pretty good. Austin Wells would have looked good had we seen him. But uh, the other guy that I was concerned I wanted to bring up as far as uh, the rookies were concerned was Esteban Florio. Um, and it was it came out today that he no longer has any more options to get sent down, Dylan. So if he doesn't mm-hmm. stick with the big the big club this year, they're going to lose. He's him. gone. Yeah, yeah so um, I would say that somebody would sign him. Just on potential alone, I could see, like, oh, the, yeah. Pir- the Pirates or somebody signing him and bringing him onto their big club right away because the guy's athletic he's he's good like i mean a couple of years ago we were talking about him like he could be the everyday left or right field well not right but left fielder or center fielder um and he shows glimpses of it i mean he raked in triple a last year he batted almost 290 last year and had a great year but every time we brought him up to the team he just he sputtered and out perform yeah so um he's gonna be one of those guys that i think we that we end up losing i, I would say what would probably happen is at the end of this um Spring training, we realize that he's not going to make the club because he's not. He's just not. There's no spot for him. Even though we need a left fielder, it won't be him. I don't think. And they're going to trade him for somebody. So, because if they just release him, anybody can sign him. So then you're just giving him away for nothing. So I could see them trading him for like you'll hear like, oh Esteban Florial today was traded for like some guy you've never heard of just to get something back for him. So, but we'll see. Um, all right, Dylan. It is your time to shine, sir. It is when you are the star of the show, as if you're not every week anyway. It is the What's Bothering Dylan segment. Dylan, what's bothering you this week?
2: So, on this late night at uh, 7.48, it's kind of late Late, for late night, for,
0: late, late night for us, yes. But me and Dylan both work a lot of early mornings or late night shifts, so.
2: So we got to get to bed soon. Well, I do, at least. Um, I have two. Two, right. Okay. So, yes, so. My first one is about shaving. Now, much like you, I'd assume you gotta shave a lot, of, right?
0: Every day, I cannot. Every day? I, I very rarely miss a day. Yes, I'm. a, I am a fast hair grower. Yes, so Yeah.
2: It, it really, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but lately, it's been growing faster and faster. It it's, feels like it.
0: It's called you're getting older, sir. Yeah, I hate older, it. The hair is Why can't faster. my hair grow faster on top of my head? I listen. You're talking to <laughs> a guy who you guys have seen. Actually, this was going to be uh, we'll, we'll, since reveal. this show's never this is going to be real. Since this show is never going to be uh, broadcast on video because of technical issues. Maybe it was the universe's way of stepping in. I am bald as a cucumber. Cucumber? No. Cue ball. Cue ball. And I've been bald. I've been shaving my head since I'm 17. So once I realized that I was having like a bald spot on the top of my head, I just didn't fight it. I was like, oh, that's gone. And I never thought twice about it, Um, to be honest with you. It never really bothered me being bald for some reason. I don't know why. It was just more convenient to have short hair. I sweat all the time anyway. So I just didn't care about it. And I just got used to it. Now, it's uh, as far as shaving every day, there are rare occasions when just for scheduling reasons, like maybe I got back super late or something like that, and I just didn't shave, and within one day I, I start turning into a wolf man. So yeah, it's 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 a yeah. pain, and I have very sensitive skin. So yeah, I me sh- too. Yeah, I have to now when I'm done shaving, I've got to put like creams on and kind of ointments and shit. It's awful. It's awful. You know, they say women have all these beauty habits and stuff like that, but. If you ask any dermatologist, they will tell you that men have way better skin than women. Because we shave every day, we have to essentially moisturize every single day. So take that, women. Yeah. Damn it. You guys, oh, oh, we have babies and we have menstrual cycles. We have to shave every day. Every day. Imagine that. Women don't know what it's like. Yeah, we're gonna get some hate mail for that. So what was your other other thing this week? Shaving was one, Uh, I agree with you.
2: Shaving? All right, and then here's two. This one happened at work this past week. So, every now and then work will do something nice. We'll have um like a food truck or like food be delivered in and like they'll get they'll give everyone like a plate for free. Nice. So, it's a great thing. I love it, but this week it was a food truck doing cheesesteaks. And I was okay. like, "Oh, that's okay. amazing." Yeah. yeah,
0: I was just trying to wrap my head around it. Okay, yeah sounds good.
2: so so I was I was like I was hyped up for it I was all excited and then um they tell me it's from 12 to 2 okay, okay. You can get, so I you was can work-
0: get your cheesesteak
2: yes so wow. I was working the morning shift so I had a I was like all right 12 o'clock I'm gonna take my lunch I'm gonna go straight to there hopefully there won't be a line uh so that's what I did. But to my surprise, there was already a line, huge line. I guess they opened an hour early, okay. Cool. And I didn't know about it. Um, and I waited in that line for, I want to say, close to 50 minutes.
0: How long is your lunch break?
2: Uh, it is 30 minutes, but I do not <laughs> okay. clock. I do not clock out. Okay. As soon as I go on lunch break, I will clock out once I get my food. Gotcha. Because I feel like it's unfair. Because if you wait too long to get your food your lunch breaks over yes yes. yes. then what you're gonna Understood. throw the food away i don't i don't know Understood. i feel like there's enough coverage and it's a reasonable thing to do
0: okay well don't don't uh, incriminate yourself anymore but let's just keep going to cheesesteak story. go ahead <laughs> in case any of so, the bosses are listening
2: so i was waiting in this line for nearly 50 minutes and i i ended up getting the food and it was good um problem is it was 30 degrees that day which is not too bad because it was sunny
0: Okay, right. so you had a little warmth from the sun, yes.
2: Okay, but the wind, it could have been the windiest day of the year, let me wow. tell you. And it was it was like, felt like knives going through my skin. And because I was going to be inside that day, and I had no idea that the food truck was going to be there, you I didn't not, bring like not, a you're, heavy coat. You were not film.
0: dressed properly.
2: Okay, I, had a, I had like a baseball hat on, and I had like a, a fleece, but what? the wind was going right through it. There was just no stopping the wind. I was miserable, but the food was pretty good. But you, but I wouldn't have done it again. But you got I a free have cheesecake out of it, right? Wait, so a, a you said you steak, would? Yeah.
0: You would not have I would sacrificed not. the cold for the free cheesesteak?
2: No, looking wow. back on it, I would not have.
0: Wow. It gone for it. Now, now, you know, this is what this is what this is saying about you, sir. Number one, you're getting old because your two what's Dylan's today, <laughs> were complaining about like having to shave, and it's too and chilly in, in and it's too chilly weather. that I had to wait in cold for my free food. Yeah. So I don't know, Dylan. It, it's starting to sound. It's not looking uh, good for me, I guess. Yeah, no. Nah, well, listen, we all get there. Maybe,
2: I mean, it's not, maybe it's the bad. the up and, ends are right and They just <laughs> take me behind the barn and put me out of my misery.
0: <laughs> what was the one a couple of weeks ago? A bag of wet baseballs or something? They were going to beat us. Yeah, with? bag of bag of balls. Fantastic, fantastic. But wet. That was the thing they got me. Yes. They had to be wet, wet baseballs.
2: Soggy baseballs. Oh, what
0: are you going to do, Dylan? We're all getting old, isn't it? You can do better. I am going to be the big five zero this year, Dylan. Five? Oh, we I mean, do fifty years old, dog. It's one of those things that uh um, kinda nuts. Well, everybody says And I kind of feel obligated, like you're supposed to do something crazy for your 50th birthday. Like, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not an adrenaline junkie. I'm not a risk taker. I just don't I don't see the necessity of there was like, oh, you should go skydiving. I was like, that's never going to happen. Why would I jump out of a plane for now for entertainment purposes? For fun. I I look at it this way, guys. Listen, if you want an adrenaline junkie, I tell all my people this down here. I live in Florida where basically everyone carries a gun. You you wanna you want an adrenaline junkie? Just go to a Walmart and start yelling. You know what? Go yell I love Joe Biden in a parking lot of a Walmart <laughs> and just run and dodge the bullets. You, you get all the adrenaline you want down here. It's insane. But uh no, I don't know what I'm gonna do for my fiftieth. I'm thinking about um maybe I just I mean maybe I play it safe and go up to New York and catch a game or something like that. Uh, you know, maybe a weekend in Vegas or something or Atlantic City, but we'll see. I don't know, but are you a gambler? Sure? I, I oh Dylan, I I was a um I had a problem with gambling when i lived in new york oh boy yeah i would i would go to ac sometimes a couple times a month and uh yeah it was a problem so um yes i do gamble but i i think i could control it at this point it's been so long especially if it was just for like a day or two i think i could go yeah. just you know yeah right here I mean, below 500 bucks or something like that but i don't know we'll figure it out guys you have any suggestions what i should do for my 50th uh i was always thinking about the yankee tattoo i've never gotten the yankee tattoo that was a thing Maybe getting a tat for my 50th birthday. Is that what they call the kids call it? A tat?
2: A tat? No, no, no.
0: Yeah, I was going to get some ink. Maybe get some ink, tatted up. Yeah, you know. I don't know. We'll see. I'm I i I'm very conservative when it comes to stuff like that. I don't really do much of that crazy stuff. We'll have to see. All right. I think we're straying away from baseball here. So we're going to get back to the topic here with a little bit of a thing that I like to call baseball trivia with Dylan. So let's recap. All right. Last week, Dylan had a good week. He was four out of five. Um, We do have a bonus question now the bonus questions don't count for points they're more just bragging rights but we're going to get to the regular trivia first and then we'll get to the uh, bonus questions so if anybody's new to the show the way it goes is Dylan gets five questions he's got to get three out of five correctly to win we will also be keeping a percentage of all of his right and wrong answers this year so that we can tally him at the end of the year and give him an actual batting average in trivia we're going to give him a batting average so all right Dylan are you ready for your five questions sir
2: I am ready
0: I feel like this was last week's one, but I don't think so. Either that or I think it's an easy one. All right, so question number one this week for Dylan is What is the most popular ballpark food item? Okay. We're going to get four choices here. Is it A, pizza? B, nachos? C, hamburgers? D, hot dogs?
2: It's got to be the dogs. Got to be the dogs. That's Everyone That's loves an going and grabbing one. a dog and a beer.
0: No, come on. How do you not? Everyone likes to spend, what is it? What's a hot dog in the stadium? $8. Now? $8 for a fucking 30 cent hot dog. Good, good, good one. Nice easy one to get us rolling here. All right, here we go. This one's going to be a little bit harder. Which left-handed pitcher led the American League in strikeouts seven years in a row? So he's a lefty. Wow. He led the American League in strikeouts for seven straight years. Your choice is. I think I know this one. Okay. I think I know. Randy Johnson, Lefty Grove, Sandy Koufax, or Whitey Ford. Seven years in a row, led the American League in strikeouts, Dylan. Johnson, Lefty Grove, Sandy Koufax, or Whitey Ford.
2: Immediately, I was thinking Randy Johnson, just because of how big of a unit that guy was. But now, looking back on it, it might be one of the older guys that you said.
0: Indeed. See, this is where Dylan is at a disadvantage. Dylan's younger, and the, he doesn't know the older players, but he knows baseball. And what he does now is he tries to eliminate choices. I try to get, minimize yes. the choices. So,
2: Lefty Grove. Johnson,
0: Lefty Grove, Sandy Koufax, and Whitey Ford. Which one of, my, one pitcher, of the older Randy
2: questions Koufax. was about Sandy Koufax. You know what? He's a bum. I don't even care about Sandy Koufax. So, so Sandy him is out.
0: eliminated. He's out. Just because so I
2: don't like him. Just because so I don't like him.
0: Johnson. What, what's the hatred of Koufax? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. He's lame, I guess. I don't All right. Know. So, Randy Johnson, Lefty Grove, and Whitey Ford are your choices left. Led the American League in strikeouts seven years in a row.
2: See, like Lefty Grove, I don't even know what teams he played for. Did he even spend seven years in the American League?
0: Each of these players had over ten years of MLB experience. But you over, didn't say over You years.
2: didn't say what league?
0: Uh okay. American League. They all were in the American League for over ten years.
2: Oh. No, okay, so that's that...
0: not true. Yes, yes. Because Randy Johnson was definitely with Seattle and New York and he had enough Yes, okay, go ahead. So, so you got Randy Johnson. Know. I'm gonna Sandy go with Kofax. the
2: hometown hero, chairman of the board, Whitey Ford.
0: Okay. That'd be incorrect. It was Lefty oh. Grove. Lefty Grove led okay. the American yeah, League strikeout seven years in a row. So Dylan, you're one for one today.
2: My thought process was, he has a card in the show that he has like 18 strikeouts in a game. Yes. But Randy Johnson, I was thinking, you know, he was there for a long time, but he played his best seasons probably in Arizona, you know, and then right. a little bit in Seattle, but it kind of went downhill, you know. Yeah.
0: Well listen, you, you used you used listen, I wouldn't have known that either to be honest with you. I was if I yeah. wasn't looking at the answers right here. So it's a tough one. Listen, they can't all be hot dog questions, though. We? we're gonna get a yeah. few tough ones. No here, eight dollar right? hot dogs. Alright, this one should be an easy one for you, even knowing there's some older players in this one. But here we go. Who is the first Puerto Rican player and I picked this question because we were talking about Puerto Rico today, the first Puerto Rican player to receive a World Series MDP award? Okay, so it's the first Hmm. Puerto Rican player to receive a World Series MVP award. Was it A, Carlos Beltran, Ivan Rodriguez, Roberto Clemente, or Lando Zapata? Which Puerto Rican player was the first first Puerto Rican player to receive a World Series MVP? I will say he is the most famous, I'll give you a hint, the most famous player from Puerto Rico of all time.
2: So it's got to be Clemente.
0: You're correct. It is
2: correct. Be- I was. I wasn't gonna pick him honestly until they well, gave that's, me that hint because he was on the Pirates.
0: I didn't know but, the Pirates
2: were good back then.
0: Okay, let me. This is fucking perfect. See, this is how things lead into other things. I was also having a conversation with my son today because the Yankees were playing the Pirates today, and I was talking to him about salary caps. And I said, you know, it's a shame that the Pirates will never compete because of money. You know, their their payroll is just the the MLB payroll is so out of whack where you have you know the Mets spending 340 million and you have the A spending 40 million. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. And I said the Pirates and I was trying to explain to the Pirates at one point were perennial championship teams every right. year. Like they beat us in the World Series. They beat the Yankees in the World Series. Like they were in the series constantly. They were really good teams and then the 70s the Willie really Stargle teams and they were really good teams. It's just now it's a shame that such a great old franchise will never ever compete again. You know, unless it's some kind of weird fluke year, because anytime they get any kind of talented players, they're just going to sell them off. So yes, Roberto Clemente was the winner, and I also was explaining to him why O'Neill Cruz was not number 21. You know, you know, and he just because he couldn't be because Roberto Clemente, and how Paul O'Neill picked the number 21 because of Roberto Clemente. So it's like what number
2: is O'Neill Cruz?
0: Uh, 18, I want to say, or something like that. Something like that. It's not uh, I was 21. I to say, they
2: pick yeah. like 12. Well, no. Just reverse but he, the numbers.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why I kind of, I was like, I said, well, he would obviously, since he was a fan of Paul O'Neill, he'd want number 21, but number 21 for the Pirates is unavailable because of Roberto Clemente. It all comes back around yeah. here in the Rich Yangs podcast, guys. Anyway, long story short, we're going to give you that one, even with the help. So it's two right, one wrong. Are you ready for your next question, though? Yes. All right. Let's see.
2: Question number four.
0: Question number, no, is it four or three? Four. So one, four. two right, one wrong. Okay. Yes. All right. Let's see. I'm trying to give you a nice one here. All right. This one's pretty easy because I think we've actually talked about it recently. But what was specifically designed to be the size and weight of a baseball? So something outside of baseball that was designed to be the mm. size and the weight of a baseball. Was it coffee mugs, an Xbox controller? I think that one you can rule out. A hand grenade or a walkie-talkie?
2: That would be the hand grenade from World War 2
0: Yes, Why? Because They'll they school, thought school the every. They... Yes,
2: they thought every you know kid, because we had the draft for that war. Every kid knew how to throw a baseball, so it'd be easy easy for them to pick up a grenade and throw it.
0: Absolutely correct. So Dylan. You have another winning week. You are three out of four. We have a fifth question, and I'll give it to you anyway just to see for a percentage uh, standpoint here. Are you ready? What MLB pitcher would go on to become a U.S. senator? So one of these MLB pitchers was an actual senator in the U.S. Senate. Was it Al Downing, Roger Clemens, Lefty Grove? (laughs) Oh, no. Or Sandy Kovacs? It wasn't Sandy Kovacs. I threw that one in there just because you picked him. Or Jim Bunning. So your your choices are Jim Bunning, Lefty Grove, Roger Clemens, or Al Downing. Which one of those guys? Now you can't lose this week, but it does affect your overall. So I'm just gonna throw one out. Okay.
2: I don't think it was Roger Clemens. No,
0: I don't think he was a US Senator.
2: (laughs) Or else Susan Waldman would have definitely voted for him.
0: Oh my Um, gosh! Roger Clemens. (laughs) Of all the things. That fucking Boston accent. Don't get me started on them two already. Here we go. Lefty Grove?
2: I don't like him now either. I have a, I have a, a hatred <laughs> so you're now Lefty. too. So Al down- Downing and, and Jim Bunning.
0: Jim Bunning are your two choices. Jim Bunning. Al Downing and Jim Bunning. Though.
2: All right, is, let's, it... let's go with Big
0: Al. Oh, it was Jim Bunning. Jim. Ah. Uh, All right, 50, so, 50 chance. so you go three out of five this week, though, and so you get the win, but it does last not week. A pretty four win. out of five. It takes your uh, numbers down of just a tad bit, so. All right, we'll get rid of that. Could be worse, could be worse. All right, so here's your bonus question. This one's gonna be fun though, and are you ready for this? Yes. All right, what I want you to do is I want you to give me five of the top 10 heaviest players in MLB history of all time, okay? So I want you to see if you can give me five. Now, I will tell you one, two, three, four, five of them are your generational players, They're players really in your time so um, we're not talking about all old 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 timers at all are There's- there any
2: current ones
0: there are not hmm. there are not so now, this doesn't count towards your stats it's just you know something fun yeah so just, i got a list of 10 here can you give me five let's let's make it even easier can you give me three? i have five in my head right now yeah i have but five in my head it's not it's not your current boom like the Mets no and- i know okay. i know all right so what do you got so far
2: uh, originally, I was thinking Aaron Judge, but you he said he, he's not on there because he's heavy. I mean, he's not fat, but he's heavy.
0: That's true, um, and it is just say heaviest. It doesn't say biggest fat ass. Yeah, I'm not th- I'm not thinking about like fat percent. I have here. the I have the weights here too. So, okay, I, so I will I will tell you one the one that the guy who tops the scale was 320 pounds. But, okay, I don't think ahead. I know him. That give sounds you, that
2: sounds a little too much. That sounds me, like an oldie.
0: Give me what you got here. Go ahead.
2: So immediately out of the bat. I'm thinking um, out of the box. I'm thinking Bartolo Colon.
0: Bartolo Colon checks in at number five. Player. 285 pounds. Big sexy at 285. Sexy. <laughs> Currently last year still pitching in the Mexican league.
2: Oh, throwing for coconuts him. for in the spring training.
0: Good for him, brother. All right, so one for one. Look at you Don. Can you give me a couple more here?
2: Uh, I'm thinking Prince Fielder
0: princefield are coming in at number nine 275 oh, pounds look at you two two out of top ten right off the bat
2: okay um i'm thinking you, cc sabathia
0: cc sabathia coming in at number two second heaviest of all time oh. at 300 pounds so but you now are, look
2: at him now i'm impressed
0: him. now you yeah now he's now he looks sick though actually if you look at him yeah he looks kind of sickly but yeah three look at you i'm impressed with three if you get any more of these i'd be shocked because honestly I know a couple of the other ones, but not really. So,
2: um, I had five in my head. I did three already. You did three. Um, you
0: got Sabathia. You got Prince Fielder. And you got I Bartolo Colon. Uh, there's two more.
2: Uh, let's just fire off. David Ortiz was a bigger guy. Not I don't... did not make
0: the list. No, yeah. Ortiz did not make the list. Big Poppy, not big enough to make. The fat ass list of MLB players. <laughs> and I was Who surprised another, a, another one that I will not, that I'm surprised not on there. David Wells, not on the list. So yes. As fat David as he Wells. was not on the list. And there's some big current fatties, you know, like uh, who's the guy from the catcher from Danny the uh, Burgers. Toronto's? Who's the guy, uh, Kirk? Oh, from that's. The Blue Jays. Yeah,
2: Alejandro Kirk. And then on the Mets, Danny who's Burgers the, who's from the, the Mets. Yeah,
0: so there's a few fat asses out there right now. So. <laughs> All right, let's just go through it right here. Number one, Walter Young, 320 pounds for uh, the no. Orioles. I don't know who that was. Number two, CeCe Sabathia, 300 pounds. Number three from the Yankees, who I don't know who he was. Must have been an old-timer. Jum- Jumbo Brown at 295 pounds. <laughs> he had Jumbo
2: as a nickname.
0: <laughs> the Detroit Tigers' Dimitri Young. I remember him at 295 at number four. Big Sexy comes in at number five at 285. Jonathan Broxton comes in at 285. I do remember him. Calvin Picker, Pickerton, I don't know who that was. He was a Royal. Comes in at two. How would I get? Yeah, I would. Have. Jose Sita from the Marlins. He couldn't have been that long ago, but two hundred and eighty pounds. Uh, Prince Fielder, two hundred and seventy-five pounds, and Carlos Lee. Believe it or not, two hundred and seventy-five pounds. Mm, I remember him really so not not too bad big sexy my favorite fat ass though him and david Wells. most definitely and david wells some one of the greatest lines i've ever heard which was you can't pull fat when they yes they brought you, that you up muscles, in the yeah. game
2: the other day david i'm Russell gonna look i'm gonna look up david wells's weight
0: yeah i mean i'm sure it's fluctuated but i mean he, he did not make our top 10 list so all right
2: the well, uh, listed it, weight is 187 pounds so that's, Insane. That would have made can't... the list, right? No, no. We
0: were 280s, bro. Oh, oh, oh. We're, we're another 100 pounds on top of that. 180 can't be right. There's no way he was 180 pounds. That's insane. That's what I weigh now. There's no way that I'm David Wells fat. There's no way. Oh,
2: you know, I was thinking Pablo Sandoval, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. But he was short, Panda? so he,
2: I don't think he would have made that list. Yeah, maybe the height
0: had something to do with it. David Wells wasn't very tall either. Maybe he had something to do with it. All right, so let's get to our mailbag question this week. It comes from Chris from Michigan. Before we read the question, if you guys want to send us anything at all, it's richcoreyanks at gmail.com. It's where we get most of the info from. Well, of course, you can check out the socials, RichcoreYanks, on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube. If you want to check out what we're doing on there, just search RichcoreYanks and you'll see the good stuff on there too, with the exception of this episode, which you will never see, ever. And I will have a hat on next week, so you will not see my ball head. All right. So Chris from Michigan says with Severino heading into his final year of his contract, should the Yankees look to extend him before the regular season starts and try to avoid another Aaron Judge situation? Fantastic question, Chris from Michigan. I like it. Um, I'm going to let Dylan take it first. Dylan, should the Yankees try to offer him an extension right now before the season starts and not have to deal with the offseason of uh, negotiations?
2: Yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't. Uh, it just makes sense, you know, Throw an offer out there. You know, he's probably not going to take it, considering you know, where he is. Um, but it, it makes no sense why he wouldn't just throw it out there. You know, he's a great player. He's, I mean, he's going to be, you know, maybe third or fourth in the rotation this year, but
0: he's injury prone. And that's why that's the he only is. thing that I say you do it. Now, here's the deal. We gave him a goodwill offer. This is where Cashman tried to do something that he never did before this was the year that he signed Hicks and he signed Seve to extensions before their contract was up if everybody remembers I think he signed them both for 10 million a year for four years each I think was the deal and they both signed it and everyone was giving cashman shit like what are you doing signing these guys now now I mean it looks like a bargain to have Seve the problem is his injury so here's the thing with with a thing now he just saw Aaron Judge do this so even if they did offer him a contract i would say i agree with you i'd probably say he would be like no i'm good i'll see how it plays out and a starting pitcher say he goes out and wins 16 17 games this year and has an under three era he's gonna get he's gonna get 20 million a year next year from somebody you know yeah. easy um, might be the yankees might not be but um again he has an injury problem so if he doesn't want to chance it i mean he's been injured like three times missed significant time maybe he just says what do you guys got for me? I'll take it. I know he loves pitching for the Yankees, but, you know, Aaron Judge loved being a Yankee too. It didn't stop him from, you know, doing what he needed to
2: do. Dipping so. his toe in free agency.
0: Yeah, and why not? Why wouldn't you? I mean, it's just yeah. stupid. It's just stupid not to, to be honest with you. But um, I like Sevi. I like Sevy a lot. I like him when he's on the mound. I love him, but he's not always on the mound. So, and you're right. Yeah. He is essentially a number three, but he could be a number two or a number one for a lesser team. He could absolutely He be was our
2: number one for a little bit.
0: He's our number one, like without cole he was our number one you know in 2017 so, yeah. he was the number so. one good question chris i enjoy it thank you uh and keep sending the good stuff over to us let's get to our up and in section which is by far my favorite part of the show um and this one comes from jack the batter seven four three now dylan do you think jack the batter his nickname is from like jack the ripper Or there was a Jack the Ripper. There's a lot of different Jacks, but I don't know. Do you want to like? What
2: do you think? What do you think? Seven four three is his area code. I don't
0: know, but Jack, I, I don't know if I want to even my name to be kind of like Jack the Ripper. Like I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Seven four
2: three is located in North Carolina. Just okay. Well, here we go. Let's
0: let's read this word for word. I like to read the up and ends word for word, so you guys get a feel for what we get. Um, I have a request. If you two guys could post daily versions of your show, it would be great. Period. OK, so let's just reflect on the first part of that question. Dylan, wow, that's, comment. An that's awesome with that. I have a okay. request. If you guys get daily versions of the Rich Cranex podcast. Now we go to the second part. I wait. OK, OK. I like it. Make sure you or, read this right. All right. I like it. <laughs> it's OK. Not because I like it or it's any good at all, but because I have a sleeping disorder And the show is the only thing that puts me to sleep thanks in advance all right so so jack kind of swerved me there he he did what we call the 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 oreo cookie compliment sandwich there where he gives you Mm. sets you up with the nice uh compliment and then (laughs) sticks you right in the back so jack apparently has a sleeping disorder and our show is so boring that it's the only thing that can get him to sleep not prescription drugs not a meditation not a white noise machine the sultry sounds of Dylan and Rich on the Rich Cranks podcast. The only thing I can put in
2: Talking asleep. about urinals and bagels. And oh,
0: that, that knocks him Waiting right out. in line. Like shaving. Glass, like a glass of warm milk to Jack the Batter, 743. It just puts him right on his ass, and he falls right asleep. So, Jack, go fuck yourself. I don't care. Um, you're a dick. Uh, I, I read the comment, and I was going to put it on the top half as a regular question, and then you stuck it to me right in the back. You, you hit me with the prison shank right when i turned around you bastard you anyway all right well dylan another successful episode the yankees are rolling right along what's the one thing that we pray for everybody in spring training we don't care about scores we don't care about results the only thing we care about is no injuries no
2: injuries. no
0: injuries that's all we want we knock on wood no injuries that's all we want guys enjoy watching the games um again Don't stress out the scores. Don't stress out the results. A lot of these guys are just working on fastballs and swinging in situations and stuff like that. None of this matters. We just don't want anybody hurt and we want to go into the season healthy and that's all we care about. So that opening day against the Giants, which is gonna be pretty fun, I would say. We are healthy and we are ready to roll and look for that championship. So uh, next week, Dylan. Um, I'm going to need you to do some homework. You're going to have to do some WBC work. Sir. WBC starts. Yes, because that starts, and Dylan is going to. I'm going to add that to our rundown next week. There'll be a WBC update. Now, listen. I'm not saying Dylan's going to go in detail about scores and highlights, but he's going to he's going to cherry pick a few things that stuck out to him in the world of the WBC because I am boycotting it. I am not supporting the WBC at all. At all. I don't. I mean, listen. If it's on in the background, maybe I'll watch it, but I am not. I'm not going to co sign it. The Rich Corey Yanks podcast will not co sign this travesty of a fake tournament that's going to get our guys hurt. I'm not doing it, Dylan. I refuse. I refuse, damn it. Much like urinals and food trucks and bagels, this is where I draw the line. This is my line in the sand. No more WBC. Away with it. I don't want to buy any USA hats. I don't want to buy an dominican rub. Re- I got something hats. to add. Yes.
2: Did you see the Olympics are going to have um Brain dancing? sports Eats esports. E-s- e-sport. Oh,
0: come on. Come on, dude. Can we just Video honestly games I'm go- I'm going to say and something. One of the
2: games, one yeah. of the games is going to be baseball.
0: Okay, but we don't have real so, baseball in the Olympics. So we're going to have esports yeah. baseball, but not real baseball. Video game that baseball. To, is all right. Okay. Is can all I, right. can I say something that's going to get us a lot of heat? We only got a couple minutes left here in the show. Can we just get rid of the fucking Olympics altogether? Who watches the fucking Olympics anyway? Come on. Who watches it? The Winter Olympics, Olympics are huge. Nobody. For who? Who? When's the last Olympic event you watched, sir?
2: Uh, I, I like I, to watch Bob no. Nah, nah,
0: nah, nah. I've been in a room with you and watched fucking Cornhole on TV. Cornhole. So so two guys sat in a room, actually three guys, we were in a room watching Cornhole, and I would watch Cornhole way before I would watch any Olympics any Olympic sport whatsoever. Well I don't blame you. Cornhole is exhilarating (laughs) to
2: watch on TV. Four Four, baggers. Four
0: baggers all day. (laughs) Listen, the Olympics is trash, guys, it's boring. Nobody cares. The reason people watched the Olympics back in the days was because there's only three fucking channels. You had nothing else to watch. It was it was You had three channels and all of a sudden American men were sitting home and there was fucking sports on all day long for like two weeks straight. You were like, this is fucking amazing. This is great. In the old days, you had to wait for the game of the week, Monday night football, or they would show a baseball game occasionally or a basketball game. They used to show championship boxing fights on replay the next day or days later for you to watch. People were excited. We have sports. Nobody cares about the Olympics. It's amateur sports. Who cares? Listen i was on the track team for nine years okay i was on the track team i don't give a shit about track Do you think i want to watch a fucking guy on a pole vault and i did the pole vault i did it i did discus i did the pole vault i ran the all these fucking events i did everything i don't want to watch that shit on tv it's so boring this is not the roman times to let's get a guy and put him in there with a lion then you'll watch then you'll get people to watch I mean literally that how far like off is Jackie Moon I mean come on how far off is UFC from fucking gladiator fighting anyway I'm just going to put two women into a cage and they're going to punch each other in the face to the death until they can't take it like we're not that far away as a society like would you be shocked if you heard there's a, I mean there there's a professional slapping league now yes. where guys just <laughs> slap this shit at each other on national TV would you be so shocked if they just said from the guys who brought you UFC next week Man vs. Beast. And it was a new show with just random animals thrown in a cage with, with people until one of them died. I guarantee you people would watch that shit.
2: I would watch that.
0: Oh, we're fucking sick. As a, it's you a know one. what
2: You know what else I saw? What's that? So another thing that sprouted from the slap fighting, I guess yes. it started on YouTube. Yeah. They have, they have car... Oh, I gotta look up the name. But it, they basically they strap two guys in a car, right? You have to put your seatbelt on and you have to be in the front seat. Mm-hmm. Um And they fight Like you have to get your seatbelt off I've seen gotta, it I've like, seen fight. it I've
0: seen it I've seen it So they say go And then these guys have to fight And they're trying to stop the other guy From unbuckling his seatbelt While they fight each other in the seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah You have to like yeah. submit them yeah. In the car Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> fucking idiots guys I hate to tell you America's in a lot of trouble guys I love here I love this country It's the greatest country in the world We're in a lot of trouble guys We're in a it's lot of
2: trouble It's called car jitsu Car <laughs> jitsu We're,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're and and you know what? This the younger generation is a Dylan's generation's in a lot of fucking trouble too because they watch this shit. Like it's 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 it's, it's it hits in their algorithm on their fucking social media feed and they're and they're sitting there for an hour and a half on the it toilet. It draws to, you right in. So their fucking legs go numb on the toilet because they've been watching guys smack each other in the face for an hour and a half.
2: It'll in a be car. in the
0: Olympic it'll be in the Olympics soon. If esports is in the Olympics, it'll be fucking car jitsu and fucking slap fighting in the fucking Olympics. It's a joke. It's ridiculous. Anyway, listen, the the night episodes get a little weird, clearly. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it, guys. Next week, the final, no, yes, the final double-digit episode. Of the rich crayang's podcast number 99 we go to triple digits the aaron judge edition of the rich crayang's podcast next week before we go to number 100 and we could not do it without you guys thank you for your support i appreciate it dylan appreciates it uh jack the batter does not does not uh, fuck jack no the he does he does well, appreciate it so nah, he can fall asleep dylan he was trying to bust our chops Jack the batter, go fuck yourself. Dylan, Sandy, Koufax, and Lefty Grove, go fuck themselves. Pretty much. But on that note, we say thank you and have a good week and go Yanks.
1: to MLB tonight's a big one today the New York Yankees is our focus they have not been in the World Series since they won it all in 2009 the 13 year stretch without a pennant the third longest in franchise history but they've been a very good team they won the division a year ago at 99 wins and of course they've got Aaron Judge back in the fold you want to get big you got to lift heavy Lauren Shahadi teaching us all a lesson and a pleasure to be alongside former Yankee and Cam Maven and a guy who hated playing the Yankees and Alex Avila I'm Adam Burke it's good to have you with us We're talking Yankees for the next hour and honestly it's interesting Alex again as I said this is a team which is always in the mix and always at the forefront and yet haven't been to the World Series since 2009 broadly speaking what do you expect from this Yankees team.
4: Well I mean I, I think you you have to expect another year like they had last year you know they, they obviously have expectations to win the division again get to the World Series that's a long drought for a New York Yankees team. Uh, but for me, like going into this off scene, I, th- I think when you look at this board right here with the additions, that, that top guy, uh, Rodon, for me, that was one of the biggest things that they, they did, to be able to bring in a guy like Carlos with his ability to be able to solidify that rotation and give you that that other guy with Garrett Cole that you need in those types of playoff games and you know Carlos is I mean I I got to catch him a little bit uh, in his rookie year with the White Sox and he was kind of looking for that um, his time there like how do you stay durable like trying to find that routine as a pitcher to keep your arm in shape to throw the way that he does with, with with kind of max effort he's got one of the best sliders in the game actually probably the best slider in the game swing and miss stuff. And I'm happy to see that he's been having success, but he's a huge pickup for the Yankees.
1: Yeah, six years, $162 million here. Sure, Cam, this shows the Yankees are serious about winning this year. Well, I don't think there's a year where they're not serious about <laughs> winning,
5: right? right? They can afford to be in that position. But I think you talk about uh, Rodin, but then the, the biggest piece to the puzzle was Aaron Judge, getting him back. Um, and then you bring back Anthony Rizzo as well. So you have two guys that really solidified the middle of that order that can depend. I love what they did from the bullpen standpoint. I think they possibly might have the best bullpen in the game and the deep. The bullpen in the game so that's going to take a lot of pressure for of some of those guys like Rodon he's not going to have to throw 200 innings this year he's not yeah. going to have to beat himself up uh, garrett cole as well we watched him you know in a few games last year kind of go a little bit longer than, he, than you really probably wanted him to but he knew where they were at the end of the season in the bullpen he knew he had to log those innings. so I think the depth that they they've acquired from a bullpen standpoint is going to be huge for them uh, and health always you know DJ LeMahieu he's got to be healthy if he's healthy he's huge uh, they had some big injuries last year so if guys can stay healthy staying on the field that's going to propel them to get back to the World Series and where they really want to be.
1: Yeah would love a healthy DJ LeMahieu as well as you have those guys who have battled injuries but look to be healthy always looking healthy and looking in shape Lauren Shahadi <laughs> and Carlos Pena.
6: We are coming your way from Tampa, Florida, George M. Steinbrenner Field, the home of the New York Yankees for spring training. Carlos Pena, Lauren Shahadi, we felt it when we walked in. There's an expectation of greatness. The guys talk about it 13 years without a championship, but they're loose. Aaron Judge taking BP, smiling. They welcome the pressure. Yeah,
3: they definitely understand. They embrace it, as a matter of fact. They know what's at stake, and they're poised to repeat. We'll see what happens, Uh, but this team has all the tools necessary to succeed.
6: All Yankee fans think back to the ALCS when the Astros swept them and they just played a better series. Are they the best team in the American League? Have they gotten over the hump with the Astros? Where do you put them?
3: Well, I think the big question was, is Aaron Judge coming back? We know he's back in town in in pinstripes. But the addition of Rodon, I think it puts him over the edge. And look, the way the team is uh, clicking uh, right now, uh, I only expect positive things uh, uh, for them to get better.
6: We spoke with Aaron Judge and asked him about how he could improve. What? (laughs) If If that even makes sense, if he can get better, here's what he had to say. We're on these parts we only hang out with MVPs. 62 home runs. Aaron Judge, you're always saying that there's other fastest gear of your game that you want to improve. What is it?
3: Wow, this year, you know, last year I really tried to focus on base running, you know, trying to get in scoring position a lot for the team, you know, especially hitting at to the top of the lineup. You know, if I can get in get to second base or get the third base on a first or third a couple more times, and that's gonna an equal more runs for Big G and Rizzo and all those guys behind me. But you know, this year. You know, I think just contact rate, maybe a two strike approach, you know, situational hitting, um, that's what wins ball games. you know, down the stretch really is, you know, when you guys, when you got ducks on the pond, you got to drive those guys in.
6: First order of business as a captain, ice cream machine in the clubhouse, what'd you do? What are you going to do? Wow. You make a mark, Aaron.
3: I, I do. You know, I, that's why I'm going to use spring training to kind of fill it out, and I'll save it for the regular season. <laughs> okay, but, yeah, he, yeah, he's you focused on baseball. He's not focused yeah. on these little Ranger games. Try, you're really trying to get some sweets in there, we right? We do. Sweet, too. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, look, we're talking about offense all day because you absolutely crushed it, but one of the things that really uh, I, I think is fascinating is how much you focus on, on, on your defense. Yeah. Let's talk about that because you are an elite defender. Mm. Why is that so important to you? I just want to be a complete player. You know I know everybody else is busting their butt out here on the field. I know the pitchers are grinding you know especially with this pitch clock now he's going to be you know working overtime you know trying to get through innings so I just want to make sure that you know if there's a ball hit my way you know I can do everything in my power to you know make a play for him. But you know just even growing up as a kid it was about being a complete player. I never wanted to be just a hitter I Never wanted to be just a defensive guy. I wanted to try to be well rounded and how out any way I could.
6: Following you over the years it is not lost on you. How much this means to you—it is not lost on you that you get to do this every day. Where does that come from? Because the back of the baseball card and baseball reference says what it says, but all the other stuff matters to you in a big way. Why?
3: I just never want to take this for granted. You know, this is a special opportunity I get to come out here and play this game. You know, get a chance to talk with you two. You know, for it's awesome. Uh, you, know, you know, it's a uh, highlight of your day. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, so and for me to get a chance to wear the pinstripes and you know be here and. Play at Yankee Stadium in front of those fans, man. It's uh it's a blessing. You know, I can't, I wish I can't I, that's all I got. You
6: have to sign you have to buy one thing when you sign that extension. You're the the most humble guy I've ever met, but you have to buy what did you were you splurge on anything?
3: Uh nothing yet. I got something lined up for the wife and the parents. We got something, you know, something special coming. But they're gonna they're gonna be watching this so now they know.
6: He asks him about himself, he talks about other people. Aaron, thank you for the time.
1: Oh, thank you. Come on, Judge. You buy a Porsche or two. You can. You can afford it. <laughs> Highest single season OPS plus among right-handed batters since 1946. Big Mac, Mark McGuire. So basically, post World War II. 216 back in '98. And Aaron Judge's 211 of 2022 had a Sosa in That's 2001. Insane. Like Dick Allen, Frank Robinson, Mike trout <laughs> Hall of Famers. And here's the crazy thing, Cam. Normally when you say, what's reasonable expectations going into a season? It's reasonable that I could tell you Aaron Judge will hit 65 home runs. That is not an unreasonable statement. It's not at all. You look at his numbers, right? How can he be better?
5: 62, 133 runs scored. He said he wants to get on base more. Okay, if he gets on base anymore, he's going to score 150 runs. Mm-hmm. And he drove in 130, so it's hard for him to you know duplicate that or be better than that. But I think you know what I see from Aaron judge I think he's still going to be in the 50 homer range. I think he's that kind of hitter. He talks about the quality of that bat, situational uh, you know hitting putting putting the ball in play. These are the things that win you championships you look at the Astros what did they do well they put the ball in play they didn't strike out they had quality at bats and I think when you hear Aaron Judge talk about that I think that's a mindset that he's trying to create for the whole entire team not just himself because one thing that got them in trouble in the past was the swing and miss waiting on the homer. Not being able to manufacture those, those runs so I, I love what he's talking about and it's always about the team when you talk about Aaron Judge it's not about him you know you ask him about himself and it ends up being about what we can do better as a team really
4: yeah I mean he, he gave a great interview right there as far, as far as answering those types of questions but I mean I, when you get to a, the caliber that that uh, that Aaron's at right now it, it kind of brings me back playing with Miggy. and Miggy was kind of in his prime going through like MVP type seasons every year you expect those types of years like they're going to be in the running for the MVP like that's now now where where their, their numbers actually fall like it's almost like who cares they're going to be in the running for the MVP that means that you know your team's going to be pretty damn good yeah and um, you know for Aaron I like what just what he's talking about and and what Cam was saying is like it's more about trying to figure out those little things like he's going to have his homers he's going to have his RBIs but what are you going to do to win that game in that particular moment, it might be where he needs to, you know, steal a bag. Might be a good defensive play out in the outfield, um, or just having a good quality at bat to get it to the next guy. Absolutely. Like those are the things that help you win. You know, his numbers are going to be there. It's yeah. just. Matter of getting to that next win. It's
1: interesting the whole topic of home runs because his average over 162 is 49. So you're right. He's right around a 50 home run guy. If you look at his career, 425 on base this season. And almost nuts. won
5: a triple crown, by the way. Yes. yes. Right, in, right in the mix of that batting
1: title. 100%. Our social media question for you via Twitter at MSB Network. Yeah, <laughs> how many home runs going to hit? What other <laughs> question want to ask me? Fewer than 40, 40 to 49, 50 to 60.
3: What's everybody glad to have you here um, great first day of spring training I'm excited to have everybody back um, it's a little tougher than I expected I need Meredith here <laughs> no no we, we we got you Aaron we got you how you doing Oh, I'm doing great I'm doing great Mike glad to be back here in Tampa um, back down here in the sun it's a great crowd today it was a fun couple innings how you been.
0: All right, we're here with uh, with Jeff Nelson talking with the reigning American League MVP Aaron Judge does that sound good I mean is that have you been able to wrap your mind around that Aaron.
3: Oh not not yet you know I <laughs> it, it's still tough to tough to comprehend but you know it was a fun year last year you know we didn't it didn't end the way we wanted to but um, you know, we're going to get back to it this this spring and this season and you know finish it out this year. You know with yourself how do you how do you come to spring training I mean, you had such a historical year last year going into spring training this year how do how do you not think about oh I got to top that now I mean how do you how do you what's the process you go through now. You know just taking it one day at a time you know just trying to get one percent better every single day you know try to find a couple things throughout the season that you know I wanted to improve on if it's you know something on the base path defensively. Uh, in the box certain counts situational hitting and then you just kind of you know hone in on that and don't really look at the big picture Just try to find two or three things you can kind of improve on and you know go to work. You
4: know we were talking about that earlier Aaron where you actually did go to work and you
1: picked the brain of some players about two strike approach and things like that. And my question to you is man you were about as great as you could possibly be. What could you improve on.
3: You know. there's quite a bit you know I'm still there's there's quite a bit the list goes on and on you know I got a whole notes pad uh at home of things to improve on but you know situational hitting you know I think I kind of want to mix in a two-strike approach or kind of a widened out wide approach uh you know with a guy on third base you know a guy on second base if I need to move a runner over do some certain things really to you know especially with this no shift man you shoot a ball through the hole or you know get to put the ball in place I'm just gonna happen I know the mic I was a little you heavy. Michael, are you to, to take hold. my
6: job here? Come on, <laughs> Aaron. Just how much excitement is there in that clubhouse right now, knowing that this season is is getting underway and things are starting?
3: Oh, everyone's excited now. This is uh, we got a we got a great group here. You know, a lot of returning cast and also a couple new faces in there that are going to bring excitement to the Bronx. But you know, everyone's chomping at the bits. You know, we saw that first inning out of Clark Schmidt today where. Know, first two winnings you know, he came out he came out with his, his a game today because you know everyone's fighting for a job you know, it doesn't matter if you've been here for a couple of years you're a new guy or a rookie coming up now everyone's fighting for a job and you know looking forward to that competition and you know, bringing that into the season
4: what jumps out to you about his stuff Clark Schmidt?
3: wow it's it, it's just electric you know besides the movement besides you know the command he has with all his pitches you know just i think his his presence on the mound you know he's a bulldog out there he's attacking hitters you know it doesn't matter if it's two strikes if he's down in the count you know he's going after guys and you know, that's who you want to play behind you know especially with this pitch clock now it get, gets it moving and he has that type of presence so you know, I'm looking forward to seeing him out there
4: you like the pitch clock so far
3: I do you know it's um, a little quick but you know it takes one game two games and you're used to it and, and time to roll you know I think I like. You know, having that shift moved a little bit because seeing labor shoot two balls up the middle was pretty nice.
2: Big deal this offseason. You're here for the next nine seasons. What changes for you this year? Anything?
3: You know, it's. It's tough to say, you know, I, you know, being the captain of New York Yankees is, is a big responsibility and. Uh, you know, I don't take that lightly and I just want to go out there and you know, continue to do what I've done the past couple of years to get me in this position, but. You know, as this game evolves and as this game grows, you know, you got to adapt and grow with it. So, you know, these next couple of years, I'll continue to try to grow and try to stay at the top of my game and um, I'll continue to lead the Yankees and you know, lead them to a championship this year and, and many more. We look
2: forward to seeing it. And anytime you want to join us out here on the YES Network, whether you want to talk to Michael or myself, you are
4: always welcome.
3: Oh, this is incredible! I don't know how you do it. I was, I was blinking here for a <laughs> second. I was, I was calling for the reliever. That's for sure.
4: Aaron, have a good day. Thank you. Well, he really hit the
1: shit out of that one, didn't he? <laughs> he? held it like an egg. Yeah, and he scrambled the son of a bitch. Look at that, he hit the fucking bull. That yeah, gets get some free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm having a blast. Nice. Good.
1: God, sucker teed off in that like he knew I was gonna throw a fastball. He did know. How?
6: I told him.